Here I talk with Jairus Espiritu, a fellow academic, on the essence of the Filipino identity as well as on how we are able to recognize the Filipino wherever we are around the world. We start by talking about a post that I shared inspired by his work, which has reached thousands of folks around the world. In fact, that is how we met. Someone had shown him the post and then someone who knew him messaged me and asked me if I wanted to connect with him. So we set aside the time to talk, and this is a snippet of our conversation. So yeah, but but that was all you. That was your, I know, that was your thoughts that I was that I just digested, siguro. But the fact that it was easily digestible made it easier for me to to make it uh, work. Yeah. How was that? I'm just glad that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just glad that somebody else resonated with what I wrote. Because um, it was really a product of years of ano ba, thinking about the Filipino experience and, the, and Filipino identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and arguably, I've been thinking about it since... Sorry, did you high school? What um, when I was in Ateneo High School, yung merong, they have this program, the Philippine Honors Program. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've been thinking about how the Filipino is being portrayed in, in at least in our curriculum, and maybe it's representative of how it's being presented in other Filipino curricula in other schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's always, um. There's always a final say of who the Filipino is, of mm. uh, the essence of the Filipino, and then mm. a lot of the, a lot of times I feel like I, I don't belong to that category of Filipino-ness, parang mm. So that I think was the beginning of my musings about uh, Filipino identity in general, and then how I was able to later on see theoretical implications of, of right. that kind of, of thing, yeah. I want to say first and foremost that uh, you said that at least someone resonated. I want to tell you that 4,000, at least 4,000 people resonated wow. with your work. The last time I checked, it was 1,000. <laughs> if I was, if I were to, I don't know, if I were to look at the insights of, because I posted that, uh, uh, I posted that thing that tried to kind of digest your work and and show it to other people and so far it has reached get this 45,000 people 45,000 wow. accounts and 40,000 of them hindi nga follow sa akin so that means that wow. it has reached different places and that's how far your writing has also reached because that was essentially based on your work so wow. grabe and dami uh, that's humbling <laughs> yeah. it's, it's exciting it's exciting because this yeah. this whole thing is is about is about uh people looking for uh, interesting and uh, and honest and real experiences from what they already know but can't verbalize and you've given them words to use and that's something to to say about yourself and i'm wondering uh, what when you were saying uh, you said na uh, you were you didn't fit into that quote unquote category of being Filipino. What does that mean? A new category. Um, for instance, how how formal Filipino is being taught in in 
uh, in schools, I think. How when we say, uh, ang, I think a good example of it is the annual Lingunong Wika. And then, uh, I don't know if it's still a practice today, um, but when I was like in grade school or high school, um, we are made to pay like one peso per English word that you you would say uh, or blurt I out remember. during. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, so, mm. parang hindi mabahagi ng 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 wika natin yung English words. Um, mm. Can't I like code switch when I want to express my Filipino-ness? Parang ganun. Um, and I think this is also the effect of uh, my, my long friendship with um, a faculty from the Department of Linguistics from, from UP as well, uh, Sivinci. He was my classmate uh, when uh, we were in high school. And then we were also talking about how the notion of the Filipino language, he made me read this paper. I It's unfortunate I, I, I don't remember the name of the author now, um, but the title was Filipino and then the F has a slash, may P. Mm, so Filipino, yeah. Filipino. And then it's a linguistic paper problematizing on the idea that Filipino is a different language from Tagalog. Parang mm -hmm. ganun. Uh, and the linguist's answer was, it's still Tagalog, uh, Filipino. Uh, Filipino is still Tagalog. May, may ganung mm. notion. So I, I got to thinking if it's, if language is really the mirror of our culture and our language is as diverse as, you know, having 180 languages in the Philippines, maybe Filipinoness is something that is as diverse as our languages are, or maybe more. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah, where yeah. I got the idea. Na, Uy, there could be some theory behind this. There could be some um philosophical underpinnings that, that could be derived from um this plethora of identities if, mm -hmm. if i may use the, the term yeah it seems though that you also went deep into it no parang it, it's it felt like in your paper it felt like this this idea was taken to its logical extreme hindi yung extreme in the sense na parang irrational na siya, but at least to to a point yeah. that it's still acceptably uh it still acceptably makes sense in some way parang that's interesting no because you went into the particularist narrative and i was thinking about it and i was reflecting on the concept and i wonder how for example how this would tie in with uh, say autoethnography parang if if you're talking about particularist narratives and uh you want to talk about a Filipino experience and not the Filipino experience. So what's more particularist than my own reflection of my own experience? So autoethnography na talaga yeah. yung, yung mang mangyayari. What do you think of that? Yeah. Um, I was actually quite hesitant to like do the paper in the sense na it would open a lot of, well, to use an old expression, it would open a can of worms. Because, <laughs> um, yun nga yung yung sabi mo na, baka it's it's really autoethnographical the the tendency of particularist narratives. And indeed, it's not just autoethnographical, but the autoethnography itself would have 
self-referencing and self how do you call this um it would justify itself yeah. um and in that sense it would destroy for one a lot of the andame una um <laughs> It would destroy a lot of assumptions of philosophers, for instance, um, how philosophy would talk about universal categories. Because mm -hmm. if you have particularist narratives that could justify their own narratives as narratives, they wouldn't, or there there wouldn't be any bearing, or there there wouldn't be anything else to talk about in terms of how you would correct or how you would um, relate to something universal. Mm. Parang ganun. Um, so that's one. Um, secondly, I, I think it also has a lot to do with the idea of decolonizing. Specifically, mm. I'm thinking of Psikolohiyam Pilipino, for instance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how, for instance, Psikolohiyam Pilipino could have this tendency to essentialize in that sense. And if you have particularist narratives that are self-justifying, then the universal categories supposedly of the Filipino that are being used in reading the Filipino would have flimsier grounding in that sense. Because um, why would you now invoke categories when you would just have to dwell into the specifics um so it's quite uneasy to to navigate around it um mm -hmm. say, again it it i think it it destroys a lot of assumptions in our disciplines uh and it also destroys a lot of assumptions on our identity but i mean this is what i find i i've been trying to reconcile really the idea that for instance, gender is something that is chosen, um, but that goes against the idea that there is an essential identity. So when we talk about the fluidity of gender and how it could change, how it could be, uh, how expression could be chosen, how pronouns could, could be chosen, for instance, um, again, it goes against the idea that there is an essence of the self, or maybe it, 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 brings us to the idea that the essence of the self is only slowly unfolding. Uh, it, it could go both ways. Interesting. Um, but if you go with an extreme particularism, which I don't know at this point if that is the the, the far implication of my, my, my paper, um, but if you go to an extreme particularism, maybe it's not about an unfolding because an unfolding implies that there is something that unfolds right uh so maybe it's something going back is... to the fact that there is an essence of of self yes so maybe uh just maybe I, I still don't know maybe there is no essence but it is something that is created in the act of creating itself um which goes into the notion of like 
late 20th century French thinkers like mm-hmm. Deleuze, Badiou, mm-hmm. uh, who would say, you know, identity is something that is procedural, it's a process, it's it's something that is not essential. Um, which, on the other hand, there's a lot of implications on how, again, we see essences and, and identity. Mm-hmm. Parang ganun. Yeah. Wow, that is so interesting. I, I got lost in in what you were saying, but I get it. And because yeah. I'm trying to come from, I know, I'm trying to understand, because you're coming from philosophy and I'm coming from psychology and merging those two yeah. disciplines. I mean, hindi naman nalalayo, di ba? It's not, yeah. it, I mean, it comes from each other anyway. The Essentially, the study of either philosophy or psychology is the study of the human experience in, in, in the same way naman talaga. But, it's it's so interesting. It's it's such an interesting discussion of identity, especially in even in psychology. The question of identity really is: is there a set identity, or is there parang yung nature or nurture? It's the it's the question right. really. Is it something that is given is is passed down through genetics and can be determined by the qualities that your parents and their parents and so on had, or is it something that you learn? by through discourse through interactions with others mm-hmm. through through by being socialized so i think that's that's where it kind of yeah. connects Ganda. that was part one and now we continue to part two and since people have been asking me about what their what the filipino identity is what do you even think of that? How do you even start to to open up that that topic and start to talk about what is a Filipino? You mentioned in your paper about particularist narratives and in that there is no uh, uh, general Filipino experience, just different Filipino experiences similar to the difference in languages, but what makes it Filipino in the first place? And how can you even tell? Right. Um, I think it's not about what the Filipino identity is, but I think the question should be what are Filipino identities? Um, I am now in... I'm leaning towards the idea that identity is something that is that has no single characteristic, but um, as Wittgenstein would call, it has family resemblances. Mm. So you can have uh, a Filipino, two Filipinos that have no common characteristics at all, but Mm. they would still be called Filipinos because they are resembling one another. And that is a very vague concept. but when you talk about, for instance, I, I think the, the the experience of recognizing a family member of someone close to you is um, a very good way of putting it. Um, we recognize, for instance, oi, kapatid to ni ganito, Ay, or parang, parang kamag-anak to ni ganito, ganyan. Um, and then you have no specific reason for saying it, and then it turns out you're right. Maybe it's about the demeanor, maybe it's about the about the um the way they speak, maybe it's even about the physical characteristics. Um 
and in that sense, I do think that maybe there should be no specific reason for us being Filipino. Because even though we are the way we are, a lot of people could still choose to be Filipino. Uh, and how they could, well, you can think about it in terms of uh, the law being naturalized. But maybe you can also think about it in terms of marrying a Filipina, for instance, or a Filipino, mm. and then, you know, eating adobo. I don't know. Uh, not all <laughs> Filipinos eat adobo, but yeah, you get what I yeah, mean, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, sing it. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Sorry. I, I was wondering, it reminds me now when you mentioned adobo, no? and it's such a it's such a thing to connect with other Filipinos through food. And it's almost always through food. And if I were to use the metaphor of food, no, it, what you're saying reminds me of the fact how, how our food has so many influences from different cultures, and yet it has a distinctly Filipino flavor, which I find really interesting. And now I'm starting to think of what we call Pinoy pride. And how do you even tell? And what is Pinoy pride? Yeah. Um I, I think Pinoy Pride stems from our yearning for certainty with regards to our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell ourselves, Oi, uh, Pinoyan, for instance, uh, and we are proud of uh, who we become uh, abroad because I think, and maybe this is the impetus behind Zu Salazar's Pantayong Pananao. Uh, na maybe we have for so long a time thought of ourselves in terms of how we are perceived by others. Uh, so maybe I th- I think Pinoy pride could be how do I put it? Pinoy pride could be both positive and negative in that sense um it's a yearning that's something positive but at the same time uh as we often use pinoy pride um i think it's when we yearn for something it's also an emptiness um because we find ourselves in the eyes of the other but maybe it's time for us to find ourselves in the eyes of each other um Ganda. Yeah. <laughs> Ganda. And that's so interesting. Yeah. It reminds me also if, uh, of, the, of the notion that if you're looking for something, it affirms that you're lacking it, which is, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, and that, that really resonates. Ganda. Um, yeah. So, okay. So uh, interesting that you mentioned earlier. No? Parang, so no generalization, just finding patterns. And really just looking at things na parang, oh, this somewhat connects with what I think of myself as, is that, parang, does that make sense? It kind of feels aligned to my, to how I see myself. Is that what identity might yeah, be in this yeah, sense? Yeah, I think. And maybe it's even something that could be called mystical um, mm. in a way. That because when when you try to theorize, when you try to look for the essence, you try to destroy an organic connection and unity. Um, like uh, it, there's always a certain violence when we try to 
philosophize and theorize about something. Uh, but when we try to let things be and we feel a certain connection and we see that we are akin to one another without really thinking about it and justifying it uh, and then letting the narratives speak for themselves, the, the mystical remains um, because what to use, you know, uh, the 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 whole little prince. Uh, what is essential, maybe, is invisible uh, to mm -hmm. the eye, in the sense that you cannot properly speak about it. Um, so when we talk about Filipino identity, for instance, we try to generalize. But when we have generalized and we thought, "Oi, that's the right answer," um, maybe we have destroyed a part of ourselves, um, in the sense that the fluidity of identity was shackled into certainty. Yeah. Yeah.